started. Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Chris Cox, owner of The House and The House Helps, which is a digital marketing firm in Oklahoma City. In addition to marketing help, The House provides assistance with videography, including virtual event streaming. Crystal Kay is the executive director for the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition and is a client of the house and together they have put on some outstanding events for our community with local art and artists as the focus. I'm so excited to learn more about all they've accomplished as well as how both the house and OVAC have pivoted during the last year. So welcome Chris and Crystal. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. So while none of us certainly anticipated the events of this year, it seems we've all found some way around it. In early 2020, Chris, you founded The House Helps um, in an effort to reduce the strain of COVID on the hospitality industry and the arts. I'd love to know a little bit more about that change to your business, when you first recognized the need, what projects were serviced by The House Helps initially, and what it looks like today. Awesome, yeah, so really, how the house really got started was I just had this passion and love for food. And if you know anything about Oklahoma City, you know that there's been like a new restaurant opening every week for the past year, I feel like. Well, I guess past 2019. Anyways, uh, so I got really deeply involved in the food and hospitality industry and became friends with some of those folks and then started actually working with them with photography, videography, and social media management. A couple of websites here and there. Uh, and then obviously COVID struck Oklahoma and we finally felt it here and the first thing hospitality does is one get shut down but two they have to start cutting costs to see what they can do to make it through the lockdowns uh, and the first thing to go was marketing which was a good call and then I've just had been working with them all for so long and got to know the owners and the staffs alike that I actually felt connected to their businesses and I've been their brand online and I was like okay, well, I can't just let them all fizzle off and disappear. And Oklahoma City needs this too. So we, I just texted a friend, Haley McDermott, owner of Bunker and Pump, and said, hey, I've got this weird idea. I've got my cameras and uh, my laptop. I want to bring it over to the pump and see if we can't stream. Go to the pump, terrible Wi-Fi. So we go over to Bunker Club where we're on the Tower Network, Tower Theater, and they're crushing it. Uh, ran a silly stream, no promotion, just for fun. We had two of the bartenders, three of them, I think, in the end, make just drinks and teach people at home, kept everyone entertained at home. We encouraged little tiny micro donations like, hey, just ask for five bucks. A hundred percent of the money goes through to the now unemployed staff of the Pump and Bunker. Ended up raising just over 2K within like an hour. And I looked at my director, Michael Steinman, I was like, oh, crap we should do this again. That was pretty easy and fun. Like the time just went by like that. We streamed for about an hour and a half. So we did it again the next week, again, raised over $2,000. So we're like, okay, so this is really a serious thing. We were passionate about helping Bunker and Pump, of course, but we wanted to help more people as well. So we shifted focus to the Paseo Arts District where we helped raise over $8,000 for an artist grant. So anyone that lived or was an artist in the Paseo Arts District could apply for this grant and get relief as well. And then we jumped on over to OVAC and had a great time doing 12 by 12. That is awesome. It's um, really inspiring to hear people like you that are passionate about their community and just 
you know, being a fellow business owner as well, but trying to fill that gap and, and boost everybody up in the meantime, in the meantime, we do have such great local business here and it's mm -hmm. nice that everybody works together to support each other. That's so great. Crystal, you are personally an active artist, a curator, an arts writer, and certainly an arts advocate, especially in your position now. In a year when we've been facing so many challenges, can you talk to us about how art can transform us and the communities we live in? You know, it's almost hard to remember back to last spring when the initial fear of the pandemic was kind of settling in. Uh, none of us knew what to expect or what the full impact of the pandemic would be. We probably still don't know. Uh, but as we were all transitioning to this new work from home slash socially distanced existence, uh, you know, a lot of people turn to the arts for hope, uh, some normalcy, and honestly, just something to do from home as we were all kind of uh, stuck at home. And all of our arts organizations really stepped up and started creating online content that families could access or stream from home. And I really believe it was the arts that got us through that initial stint. You know, there was that phrase going around at the time that was science will get us out of this, but the arts will get us through this. And that really uh, resonated with me. Um, I, I bring this up a lot, but I'm really interested in the work that the Hope Research Center at OU does and the connection between hope and positive outcomes. They figured out a way to actually measure hope and have all of this data of connecting hope to these positive outcomes. And I personally think in, in my role, what I've seen is that the arts have this huge role to play in increasing our hope and ultimately better outcomes for all of us in these trying times. That is beautiful. I mean, that you were, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, science will get us through this and we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but art is bringing us full circle around um, so that we're all not sinking into our pit of despair, which I'm sure is the easier instinct for us to do as humans. Um, so that, that is inspiring. Art can lift us all higher and bring us closer together. And when I think about OVAC, that is what I think about, bringing everybody together. And one of the first events that comes to mind, one of my favorites is 12 by 12 uh, that Chris had mentioned a little bit earlier. It's normally a cocktail-like party event and exhibition. Um, this is an event that uh, the house helped manage this year, um, being or this past year, excuse me, being all virtual. So I'd love to know, um, first of all, about this event, how it normally looks, how it looked last year, and maybe the future of the event, and how um, you're able to continue the mission of showcasing curated local art and artists over this past year to bring that hope that you mentioned, Crystal. Yeah, so as you mentioned, it's usually an in-person event for us. It, it's kind of the, the who's who in the arts, everyone is there. It's a great survey of the art that's being created in Oklahoma uh, each year around that time. and. You know, we we literally could not have done what we did without Chris and his team at the House Helps because uh, we had never done any online component to 12 by 12 before, and it, it really transformed. And I will just say that we met all of our financial goals for this year. So at a time when the pandemic was really pausing and delaying everything. We, we decreased all of our goals thinking there's no way that we're going to have a successful fundraiser that nobody can go to. And we found that that just really wasn't the case. And I think a lot of that had to do with 
Chris and his team uh, being able to provide that content. Again, it's the arts, connecting people to the stories of the artists that participate. And, and honestly, I think the pandemic forced us to put the art in the forefront. We really focused on the art because honestly, that's what people uh, care about. They care about the party. It's fun. It's a good time, but they really care about connecting with the artists, seeing the art and supporting the arts. And, and I think something else that we learned is that this, this hybrid, you know, is kind of going to be the new thing going forward. So we, we went to all virtual and saw how successful that was and how many more people we could reach. And so I think, you know, in the coming years, we'll have to maintain some, some component of that. You hit a nail on the head again right there. I was just going to ask you, are these virtual components going to continue? There's a lot of changes that people have made this year that maybe were changes that we should have been doing all along. And it's been a year of forced experimentation, but we've, we've had that experimentation now. We've seen how successful it can be both ways around the wheel. And then I also like what you said, kind of whittling down the purpose of the event. If there's anything we take from COVID, it's truly getting to the heart of what's important in life, in business, during our events. And so I love that there was just even more focus on the whole reason you're having the event to begin with. That, that's really great to hear. Chris, is there anything you'd like to add to that um, and, and the house's involvement in uh, 12 by 12? Uh, just OVEC made it a really easy thing to do, and the online auction was amazing, and just having the ability to access more people than could attend the event physically is pretty cool. I think that's been the main driver for us is that we just get to reach such a wide audience. Uh, another great example, one of my favorite events is Uptown Uncorked, and it's, I think, capped out at 300 tickets. So, you know, fingers crossed, that's where I kind of got my origin is in Uptown. So it would be really cool to see that online as well, just so we can capture more than 300 people. So I think just making events accessible has been a huge win for us and just empowering a younger audience that's more into the live streaming and the Twitches and the YouTube live. That's pretty rad to just touch all these people with art like that. It was pretty awesome. It was a good time. And working with Desmond Mason and his wife was fantastic. The whole team at OVEC was just like, they did the heavy lifting. I won't even lie. We showed up and made it look pretty. <laughs> I love it. Well, and like you just mentioned, I mean, a lot of events do have caps. They have physical space caps. And um, I know speaking from my now parent experience and a lot of our parent listeners probably fall in the same boat, babysitters get sick things come up where you have to cancel your plans at the last minute. And it's so nice to be able to have streaming options so that when the kids go to bed, you can still tune in and feel like you're participating and, um, and supporting those organizations you care about, even if you can't be there physically, even outside of a pandemic. So that is really fun to hear as well. I'd love to chat um, now about your upcoming art exhibition Momentum, which features Oklahoma artists, um, young artists, 30 and younger, in an environment created specifically for them, helping them gain experience that they need um, to meet new audiences. This event is currently on display during the month of March in Norman, and then it will move to Tulsa during the month of April. First of all, how have you been able to safely host this exhibition, including the typical film, performance, new media, installation, and music demonstrations um, that normally go on during Momentum? And also, why are events that provide opportunities to young artists so important to you? 
So one of the great things about working with galleries this year, instead of what Momentum has become known for, which is this pop-up art experience in, in vacant warehouses, is that our partners at both Living Arts and Art Space have been living this new norm for the last year, uh, which is really great because we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can just rely on them to implement what they have learned works best for their own spaces. Um, but of course, we'll also increase the amount of virtual content. So you know, there are some of the, the most vulnerable populations that still won't be able to come and view things in person. And so they'll still have a way to connect with VR on these other virtual platforms. Uh, and, you know, Momentum is just really a crucial program for our emerging professional artists. We, we want to make sure that our new talent feels supported and connected to an arts community so we don't lose them. Um, it's, it's how we ensure that Oklahoma remains a creative place for all of us to live. Funneling in the next generation needs to be our focus at all times, pandemic or not. And I'm so glad that OVAC is leading that charge uh, through this event. And even though we can see the light um, at the end of the tunnel of the pandemic, we're still a ways away from being normal. Both of you are avid art supporters and huge community advocates. You've given us so much to look forward to. I'm so thankful for the measures you both have taken and the mediums you have used to make sure art in Oklahoma is just as vibrant as it always was, especially at a time when we really need it. Crystal was mentioning the hope that we all need uh, during this time, especially. So what is giving you two hope right now, as well as inspiration for the future? Uh hoping I get my vaccine soon. Uh, I'm, I'm really adamant about just kind of the excitement I'm hearing, you know, of people getting back out there, I guess is the lightest way to put it. But uh, I know my team's personally excited about exploring the outdoors more once it gets a little warmer. When it first happens, uh, you definitely found me more often in Medicine Park and really just enjoying nature for what it's worth. And then uh, full circling it back to art here. Oh my gosh, I literally have a full folder on my Google Photos drive now just for animal photos. I think I'm a can qualify myself as an animal amateur photographer, which is a definitely art. So I'm definitely digging kind of my, uh, it, it's almost kind of nice being pushed back into the out back out to the outdoors. Whereas, uh, you know, there's an event going on every single weekend in Oklahoma City. And now we kind of hit pause on that. And I got to kind of reconnect with nature really weird but it's been giving me a lot of hope just because the sun's back out longer and like we talked about it just before this call started i've been really enjoying just the seasonal change and i'm really excited just to see the future as a whole uh, and i think young people are the smartest people in the world right now the most compassionate and equitable people it's insane so i'm really optimistic just for 20 years from now to be honest with you <laughs> that back to basics and prioritizing what really matters. That's coming to the light, to the top of a lot of people we talk to on this podcast. And I, I can resonate with that. Being outside changes my whole mood for the day. <laughs> so I totally agree. Crystal, how about you? Yeah, everything Chris said. Um, but also I think uh, for me, anytime that there's a moment of hardship, I try to look at how can this be a, a learning opportunity and and as we touched on, I think accessibility can be that. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that we can hang on to the best parts of the pandemic, which was really increasing accessibility. And uh, I, I just hope that a lot of arts organizations will really see this as an opportunity to merge the best of in-person and remote access 
uh, so that we can continue to have more participation in the arts moving forward. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I totally agree. And before we close today, Crystal, I'd love to talk about some upcoming family-friendly events that you've got uh, on the schedule, including an art crawl this October. I would love to hear more about this event, what the inspiration was for creating it, and what it's going to look like this year. Sure. So uh, I mentioned before about the relationship between art and hope, and I feel like that really came alive through our OK Art Crawl last summer. Jennifer Scanlon is a local independent curator. She came to us with the idea of doing a drive-by art crawl in Oklahoma City based off of what she'd seen other communities doing across the country. And we blew it up to be statewide. We had over 250 artists participate in 33 communities across the state. Uh, and, and participants could go and check out all of these different artists and the work that they were doing in a safe outdoor experience. We surveyed all of the artists that participated and of the 50% or so that responded, they reported doing over $20,000 in art sales in one weekend. So talk about the economic impact of the arts, it's huge. Uh, additionally, we had another dozen artists say it was their very first time that they ever showed their work. So it, it really, this, this program that went from idea to implementation in four weeks really exceeded our, our expectations. And there was, uh, so much positive feedback from the artists that participated, but also the public that was able to go around and enjoy the arts experiences. Um, everyone loved it so much that it's become a, uh, a permanent program or at least for years to come. So we plan to do it again in the fall. And it's a perfect opportunity to, like we said, go outside, enjoy the beautiful weather, connect with art. And uh, it's a, a family friendly event for everyone. That sounds ideal. I'll be looking forward to that this October and participating with my own family as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I have loved hearing from you guys about both of you. I mean, inspiring resiliency, that this is just what I'm taking from this conversation today, that hope that we all needed um, and inspiration and creativity coming up too. things to look forward to. Thank you both so much for joining us. For those of you listening, you can find more about OVAC's upcoming events at www.ovac-ok.org. And if you'd like to learn more about the house, the house helps and everything they do, you can reach out to Chris or visit their website, www.thehouseokc.com. Thank you guys so much. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.